It's about to get real with the MTV original reality TV star OGs, John and Beth, as they chat with great guests to discuss reality TV, music, pop culture, and real world life. Pick up your phone and go to wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Getting Real with John and Beth. Turn it up. Getting Real starts now. Welcome to Getting Real with John and Beth. How you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. Hey, John, I'm going to a, a challenge event. Uh-oh. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people that I've never met and I don't really know. Are you watching the latest challenge? At times, not like regularly, but I do have my DVR set to record them and then I'll binge them all. But so you're nervous about meeting challenge people that you haven't met. You think they have a preconceived idea of, of, of Beth? Well, they might not even know who the hell I am, but at the same time, I might walk past somebody because I just don't know who they are. And they might think, well, she's being a bitch. Why didn't she say hi to me? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if you were from the South, you wouldn't walk past a stranger without making eye contact. But I mean, I'd say hi. I mean, when I make eye contact with somebody, I say hi. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying there's probably going to be a lot of people there, a lot of challenge fans. And, you know, I just hope that I don't like walk past somebody and not realize that they're actually on the show. So I'm nervous about that. Here's what you need to do. Just pretend to be friendly that particular night. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I meet a lot of people and, and, you know, people are all the time saying, hey, did we go to school together? I'm like, no. And you know, you have to find out what age group they're in. And if they're, you know, anywhere between 35 and 50 chances are, or really 35 and 55, they probably are recognizing me from the real world or, you know, something having to do with an old school challenge or something. And so, you know, you meet all these people and what I, what I really love is when, you know, you meet some of your heroes, like, you know, I've met, I've met Tim McGraw, I've met Garth Brooks, Shooter Jennings has become a friend because he was a fan of the show. And so what cool people have you met? You were like, oh my goodness, so-and-so knows who I am. Gosh, I'd have to think about that. I mean, look, I mean, one of the great things about being on the show is that you definitely do get to meet a lot of really great people. I mean, I'm people from the NFL walked up to me because they were fans of the show and they gave me tickets to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. So like office people from the NFL, not like NFL players. Oh no, but you know, people that work for the NFL. So that was I actually saw cool. that on your Instagram. You you got a box seat at the Super Bowl, didn't you? And I got to take Nicholas too. Your son Nicholas got to go to the Super Bowl in a box, in a in a like suite. Yeah, he was actually, what happened was, is that Cyrus invited me to an NFL event and my son was crying because all of his friends in LA were going to the Super Bowl and he was the only one that wasn't going. And I felt like a terrible parent, like, Mm. Nicholas, I'm so sorry. I don't have $20,000 to drop on Super Bowl tickets. We just don't have that kind of money. We, you know, we're not, we're not rich. We're not rich like you got to go back on and win the challenge so you can do these I things. I know, right? And so Cyrus invited me to this NFL event. And I was like, Nicholas, I just got invited to an NFL event. Want to go with me? I think there's going to be some players. He's like, yeah, yeah. So then I asked Cyrus, I'm like, can can I bring Nicholas? And he's like, oh, no, kids aren't allowed. And then I was like, Nicholas, mm. I'm so sorry. I can't take you to the event, but I promise I'll get you some autographs. And oh, so he was so sad that he couldn't go to the event. Like, okay, I can't go to the Super Bowl. I can't go to the Super Bowl event. And then I was at this event and they came up and said, can we get our picture taken with you? We love the challenge. I was like, yeah. So we took our pictures and they were like, are you going to the Super Bowl? And I'm like, I, I would love to go to the Super Bowl and I'd love to take my son, but I can't afford the tickets. They're just too, they're out of my price range. They were like, well, uh, we think we can, we think we can help you with that. We work for the. 
The world is dying to know how this turned out. Bet did Nicholas get to go to the Super Bowl? Yes. Not you. So not then you. I came home. I came home and I said, Nicholas, sit down. I'm taking you to the Super Bowl. And he started crying. That was close. Just to be able to like give him that was just like an amazing. You know how close you came to being a bad mother? I know. Super close. Oh my God. Don't make (laughs) Nicholas cry. Nicholas is my boy. I visited your home. I love that kid. He's a great kid. Your daughter, Julia, your husband, Matt, those are my peoples. So, you know, when they cry, I cry. Make sure that they get everything they want. And nothing they don't. I'm doing my best over here. Doing my best. Trying to be the world's greatest mom. Here's the thing. You and I are doing a podcast. And yeah. uh, for years and years, you have asked me to do a podcast. And I have just been reluctant because I've been focusing on, you know, my music, my ministry, my other parts of life. And hasn't been, you know, point of excitement for me like it was for you. And and then now that's all changed, obviously. But I always have been a guest on podcast. I mean, very, very few times have I said, no, I'm not going to do that podcast. People inbox me and they ask me to be on their podcast. And usually I have something to promote. So I'm immediately, yes, I will. Let's find a time. Let's do it. And uh, now that I'm a host of a podcast with you, I have fancy equipment and it sounds great, but normally it's my, you know, my AirPods and, but no, 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 not today. Today we have a professional podcaster and I have said yes to this guy's podcast twice. Just for the record, I have been on the Mike Lewis podcast twice. And uh, you've been on zero times, by the way, we are keeping a tally and I have never had Mike Lewis on my podcast until today, but I usually always say yes to podcasts. And so now that we're trying to get guests to come on, you know, it would be really good if, if your answer to requests for podcasts would be, yes, I'd love to do that because that's what we need our guests to say. And so we're going to work on that, but, Ooh, but, but, okay. right, but right now, But right now, what we're going to do is welcome someone who's a great, great challenge podcaster. He's also doing podcasts with other great guests, especially from the WWE. He's become a good friend of mine, actually. And when I came to New York, we hung out with with Norman and Glenn and and you were invited, but you were busy with your daughter. And, And anyway, my friend and tremendous, tremendous podcaster, Mike Lewis, welcome to Getting Real with John and Beth. John, with an intro like that, I mean, oh my, I'm excited to be here. It's an honor, obviously, you know, speaking with the both of you, you two people I hold in very high regard. So flattered one to be here and I'm honored. So I'm excited to chat with you too. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Mike. I mean, you've done so many episodes already. Are You're like almost probably up to 200 episodes now. How many right episodes? around the corner, actually. I'm, wow. I'm 193 right now. So it's going to be 200. Who's going to be your 200th guest? Are you revealing that yet? Actually, that's not set, but you know, you know, a couple names possibly might come to mind as to who I think could be a suitable guest for an occasion. I think I'm starting a hashtag right now. I'm starting a campaign and I feel strongly that your 200th guest has to be a humdinger, like a really, really big name. I think it needs to be a wrestler or never, no, scratch that. It needs to be best check from the <laughs> real world Los Angeles. And new podcaster getting real with John and Beth. Best Delarchek. You heard it here first. I'm going to start a hashtag campaign. Oh, you're funny. I'm not funny. I'm not. It's one thing I'm not funny. It needs to be best. That would be groundbreaking. That would be huge. Oh my gosh. Listen, the invite's always open. You know, Um, an open invitation for Best Delarchek to be on the Mike Lewis podcast. I'll tell you why the Mike Lewis podcast is a great podcast. First of all, when you get asked to do a podcast, you don't really ever know what the agenda is. You don't know what their intention in asking you to be on is. For instance, 
we started our podcast and we started asking wonderful guests that would be very interesting. So I asked Tina uh, to be on the podcast and she said, John, you and I are friends. Why are you asking me to be on this podcast? Knowing that Beth and I don't get along, you're just, you're trying to trap me. And I said, definitely not. I'm trying to make a great episode. I think you'd be an interesting guest, but you know what? Open invitation, no pressure. If you don't want to come, you think I'm sandbagging you. It's cool. I love you. I wouldn't do that. So, so, you know, I kind of dropped the, dropped the, the push. There's always this fear, I think for, for us as real reality stars is like, what are they, what are they going to do? What's the angle? And uh, you have developed a reputation for never doing that. Like I've listened to your podcast, I've been on and you wait for the shoe to drop and you wait as a guest for, okay, where's he going to pin me against the wall? You don't, you don't do that. You make it very, very comfortable and very, very conversational. And that's, I think what makes your podcast so great to listen to. Like, honestly, I feel like you get the big, big reality names and now wrestlers that you get because there's no fear. People know that you have an established rapport. You have a reputation. As a matter of fact, when we were on the homecoming and we asked, we had to ask permission for every interview we did for a time frame. We asked Paramount Plus and MTV, can we do the Mike Lewis podcast? And they were such fans of your podcast and the professionalism that you do that they were like automatic. He's got a blanket. Okay. And so that's huge, man. And compliments to you for it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, I mean, you guys could probably attest to this. I think like when asked to go on podcasts to people that you don't necessarily know, there's probably a bit of apprehension at first because you're already on guard as is having to come off the show because you don't know what's going to be put out there, right? You're only going to be seeing like X amount of hours of footage. So you're already bracing for kind of like the worst with that. And plus, there's also the added notion of like, you know, these people you know, I don't know them. I don't know what they're going to ask me. And so, and so for me, I've tried to create sort of like an environment of like a safe space, you know, where guests can come on and sort of speak freely about sort of their experiences and what they encountered on the show without having to feel like I'm going to like pull the rug out from underneath them. Because at the end of the day, like I wasn't there, you know what I mean? I could only ask, you know, a straightforward question to somebody who was there to speak about their experiences. So I never wanted to create sort of an environment where people thought that I was going to like come after them, you know, like I, I never believed in that, especially as somebody who is more of like an outsider looking in, you know what I mean? We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Mike Lewis getting real John and Beth be right back. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Oh, we're back. We're talking to Mike Lewis with the Mike Lewis podcast, excellent podcast on reality TV and many other topics. Check it out. Become a good friend. We're just talking about how, you know, guests feel safe and to, to come on his podcast. It's a safe place. Nobody ever feels like you're, you're sandbagging them or you have this hidden agenda question. What Mike, when you started doing your podcast, you're approaching your 200th episode. What made you decide, Hey, you know, I'm going to do a podcast about the challenge and reality stars. So I think initially when starting my, my podcast up, it wasn't necessarily with like the intention of like, you know, like I'm really passionate. I want a podcast. It was more so like with my generation, I think YouTube was like a really big thing growing up. Everybody was like, Oh, I want to be like a YouTuber. I want to, but like, I was never really sure what my niche was going to be. And so I was obviously a fan of the challenge. That was one of the things that I was passionate about. And it just so trickled down to where the beginning of COVID actually happened. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to send out, you know, some, some emails, some messages on Facebook, Instagram. We'll see, see who I could uh, kind of, you know, get to come and want to talk to me. And I was not really expecting anything because at that point I didn't, you know, accumulate any resumes. So like, why is somebody going to want to come and talk to me? But after getting in touch with a few different people, I was kind of just building a rapport and it was really just boiled down to, you know, I like this show. I kind of want to see like unique perspectives of some things that maybe you don't get to see all the time. Cause like I said before, you know, you're only seeing X amount of footage on screen. Like there's way more to this quote unquote story than what we're seeing on, you know, screen. So like, I just kind of wanted to create something that was a bit of a safe space for people, something that was different. And I think like just, I think conversations and just like talking to so many different people from so many different walks of life is really what intrigued me to the idea of wanting to do it. Mm. So you're a big real world fan or challenge. You really didn't start watching until the challenges or. Yeah, I was, I was definitely challenged first was sort of what I was kind of introduced to first, but then through the challenge, I was able to kind of then go back and um, check out the real world as well. Paramount Plus, I mean, that that ended up being like a really, really big vital thing because that, you know, for a while there, if you didn't watch the real world seasons or challenge season as they were airing, they were almost like taboo to try and find. So, yeah, they were hard. 
Yeah. So you started reaching out to people. Who was your very first guest on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Good question. Well, actually, funny enough, it was actually Nehemiah, Beth. Oh, the tenderoni! The tenderoni! <laughs> Bringing it in. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's great that he did it first. And so was he the first person that you contacted? Like, I really want Nehemiah first. Was he like your favorite? Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely liked stuff? him on the show yeah. um, a lot. I enjoyed him. He was one of the, one of his seasons was that his season was actually, I think it was the Duel 2 season 17 was the first that I saw him on. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed him on the show. So I just decided, you know, let me reach out to him. So he was the very first person uh, within the you know challenge sphere that I ever got in contact with. Where did he with. come from? Was he originally on The Real World, Beth? He was on The Real World Austin. Austin. And that was that was legendary. Who else was on Austin? Wes. And? Johanna. Ooh. Melinda. Melinda. Yeah. So, so Mike, would you'd watch the challenge, you'd choose a guest, and then you would go to Paramount Plus and look up the old Real World controversies and real world episodes just to have some background information yeah that was really what it was because through my lens i was only seeing them on the challenge so like you have to remember with you know any potential fans that are going and watching my stuff i noticed this initially because i was only asking them challenge stuff from like straight off the bat when i was first getting started but there was like a whole like almost nucleus of information that like was still to be kind of looked into because you have to remember a lot of these fans like they watched them like from their very beginning on real world so they were kind of like throwing questions on twitter and instagram like oh ask them about this and then i'm like off the top of my head like this and then like that's when i had to go and you know familiarize myself a little bit through that's uh awesome. real world and such who were your second third fourth like uh early on who were your first few that you can remember offhand so i definitely i had kellyanne was one of my few that was very early on. That was what got me like kind of, I'd say like my foot in the door. Landon was definitely another one that once I got Landon, I'd say is when people kind of thought like, okay, like he's, cause Landon was like off the grid. Like he didn't really, it'd been like 10 years, I think, since he had yeah. been seen, he wasn't really, you know, too public. So once I got like him on, I think that's when everybody kind of was like, oh, okay, well. This guy's for real. Yeah. <laughs> has a really big professional podcast. So what was I like number, like, like a hundred and something? Yeah. You were, you were late on. I think you were after like the hundreds. Yeah. You're like 103. You have all of this podcasting experience under your belt. Okay. What is some advice you could give us? Like for your podcast? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Give us some advice. I definitely say consistency because uh -huh. I think like early on, it's very like easy to kind of start something new and then like immediately be like, well, I don't know about this. I've noticed that it definitely takes time. Um, and I think that's just with anything too. It's just like sort of repetition. If you keep doing something, you're going to keep noticing like gradual improvement. So I definitely say with you guys, you know, just from what I've listened, you guys definitely have like a very nice flow going to you and it's definitely something unique. So I think if you guys just keep, you know, going, you're going to see gradual, you know, improvements and just, Every you'll, Monday. Probably, you'll probably find some things even about yourselves too. That's what I've noticed too, um, mm. from doing this. I've found out things about myself that I like, I didn't even previously know. So I think you guys might give us an example. This is getting real. Yeah. What so did you learn I, about yourself? I, I definitely think like, since I started like going into it, I kind of thought of like me from like my personality that I was more outgoing but then i noticed like from talking to other people and like when they describe their own experiences on a show and let's just say if somebody's like oh yeah like 
I'm more introverted and like, here's why I'm able to kind of be like, actually, I kind of dealt with something similar and I felt the same way they were feeling. So I definitely think that I definitely think that it's shown me a little bit more about like who I am in terms of like, you know, being outgoing or like more introverted. Yeah. It's almost like you've been a cast member on a reality show. Honestly. Listen, I might've been on your guys' season in some past well, life. We would have <laughs> rather had you than some of our roommates, to be honest. I with mean, you. you've got, I mean, listen to that voice, John. He's got I a would, great voice. Yeah. Got if a face for radio. You really are oozing confidence. No, And you're a good looking guy too. I mean, you've got the whole package. So, I mean, that's awesome. So out of all of these podcasts, we want you to start getting real right now. Who was your favorite? Oh, favorite guest on the Mike Lewis Who's podcast. Who's your favorite guest? Who was your favorite guest? Oh, man. Well, if we're talking like episode wise, that's going to be something I'm going to have to think about here. But I, mean, I we're definitely talking think real world Los Angeles. That's what we're, we're talking right oh, now. Oh, you're going to narrow. <laughs> well, you're the only one that's been on this show. That's not really but fair. Not the only uh, one that's been invited, but not the only that's one. That's not really fair. Been. Okay, but okay, let's we could talk about that in a second, but let's have him answer the question. Who was your favorite episode of your podcast? <clears throat> Looking back on the almost 200 episodes that you've accomplished, which one was your favorite and why? One that I'm really proud of was actually the one that I did with Julie from Real World New Orleans. Uh -huh. um, That'd be a good get. Yeah, because I think because of the seriousness of the topics that we tackled, like such as like her with leaving the church, that was something that was like really sacred to her. So like, I almost felt like a bit of like the onus on me to kind of be able to give her the platform to tell her story. And so like, I was really, you know, obviously proud of how I was able to, you know, execute that conversation because that wasn't those were easy topics to discuss and so i was really happy with how it came out she gave me some good stuff she was very candid so i'd probably say that's the one that comes to mind the most and this was probably before the real world homecoming new orleans that you you had her mm -hmm. and so since she reappeared on the real world homecoming beth and i know what that's like uh boy she, do we know what that's like yeah boy do we she she has kind of become more recluse again and like you know because beth and i are very good i would say very good personal friends with her and we asked her to come on and she just wasn't ready she said you know i'm just not ready to do a podcast right now i'm doing a lot of family stuff and so you know you're one of the very few that had that opportunity and, and julie julie would be a great interview who who else who else have you interviewed that stands out like maybe you don't have to say it's your favorite but like which ones stand out um, if we're talking like some of the, some of the newer ones, uh, Jemmy, she was on real world all-stars. She, she's usually a good interview. Um, Beth, Beth's done a couple seasons with her, I believe. So she'll, she knows who that is. Uh, even Joe from real world, San Francisco was a really good one too. Some, something similar to Julie and that, like she hadn't really been in the public eye for so long and she had a story to tell because she didn't have like, you know, maybe the most pleasant exit from you know, her last show. So she had kind of been bottling up some stuff. So that I think is the most rewarding thing to me, especially for those that are kind of holding things in and almost feel like they don't have an outlet to tell those stories. I think that's also probably the most rewarding part about it is being able to help people that are maybe have stories to tell that they don't really feel like they have either the outlet to tell those stories or have like the safe place where they could trust someone to tell those stories. So I've almost feel like in a way that's something that I'm, I take great pride in being able to give people that platform. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, because, you know, 
everybody, all these reality stars, they have, we all have a lot of unfinished business. Mm -hmm. So you having that, providing that platform for so many people is just extraordinary. And I just want to know if you could cast yourself in a challenge, would you do it? Of course. I, I think I do really well. You know, like if they did like another, if they did like another fresh meat show. Yeah, I, th I think I think in. I would not to toot my own horn, but I think I do pretty well. You know, like I think I'm, you're on the short list. Well. I, I think, think you're on the short list. Beth, what do you think about this idea? Like, I mean, you got you got Mike Lewis, Mike Lewis podcast. You've got Challenge Mania with Derek, of course, but Scott Yeager. You've got these people like Scott and Mike that are great podcasters about the show. And, you know, they know all about the show. They're doing interviews, but they'd be great cast members. Honestly, like a wild card entry, Scott Yeager and, and Mike Lewis, they've got the personality, they've got the athleticism, they've got the knowledge about the show. I think it'd be super cool if they get cast onto a reality show or a challenge as a wild card. I think, I think Mike Lewis would be phenomenal. And I know you didn't really want to do this because you're podcasting. You know exactly what you're doing. You're setting up your alliances right now. <laughs> you're best friends oh. with everybody. He would and have so such alliances. You want to show and you're going to be the winner at the end because be more you popular have than been Landon. politicking for the past. You've been, you know, <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> you've probably yeah. got your own little Mike Lewis laugh going on behind wow. the scenes. Is that what you is that what this is? For story purposes, if that was the case, I'd, I'd have done a very good job then over the last three years of making that happen. Because yeah. just imagine, just let's just say that that was the case. You know how I'm smart just joking. You know I'm joking. Right? No, I I know, but like that. No, I'm joking. You know, but now that you mention it, that you're in a good position. You're in a good position yeah. because you've made friends with all these people, and then you can go on the show and like you know, hey, I you know. I know everybody here, right? Yeah. No, you make a great point. Beth, would you pick me on a fresh meet if we did a season together? Sure. Why not? There, there we go. I got my partner. Oh, the interviewer has just become the interviewee. He's, yeah. he's just put the script. The podcaster just asked the podcaster the question. Listen, sometimes you got to ad lib, John. That's great. I like it. I like it. Oh, there's no script here. We're we're OG reality stars. We, we don't script. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, I do. I think you'd be I think you'd be a phenomenal cast member. So if you we're going to put you on the casting couch right now, Mike Lewis. <laughs> there you go. You're on the casting couch and you have the ability to cast a challenge season. Who are you going to pick? Are you going to choose Casey or Melinda to be a part of the cast? Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. I th <laughs> you know, I just interviewed Melinda probably 3 weeks ago, so if I'm probably going to get a little flack for this, but I'm probably going to have to say just just this is just purely going on based you love on them all. You love them all. Oh yeah, no. Let him answer. Let him answer. Listen, this is this is just purely based on today. If I'm just casting a television show based on like who I feel would provide like entertainment mostly, I'd probably go Casey right now. All right. Um Cara or Camilla? I'm go Cara. Yeah. Cara. Okay. C T or Wes. Ooh. Wait, first of all, before you answer, have you had both of them on your podcast? Just Wes. Just Wes. Okay. So CT has an open invitation to the Mike Lewis podcast. Listen, whenever CT's ready. Okay. All right. Who would you pick? But now that invitation might not be reciprocated because I was about <laughs> to just say that I was going to put Wes on the. Uh... Of course. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you had Wes and, and, and you, yeah. guys, you guys are buddies, right? I'd as much so. as you can be buddies with Wes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. Keep going, Beth. This is fun. Okay. Abe or CT? Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. I'm going to go CT. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, wait, wait. We need a little We need a little bit of explanation. Why? Well, because I already, on the last one, just picked Wes. So I got to make up for it and give, you know, CT his flowers here. Come on, John. I might no, no, Wes wasn't. It was... guest if I keep going against him. Okay. So, but what do you have against Abe? What do you have against Abe? Oh, nothing. I mean, I've interviewed Abe, too. It's just, you know. Have you? Yeah. Very early on. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody that you haven't interviewed that you really want badly? Well, I mean, one of them's in this call, but that's all oh, bad. Bad. That's check <laughs> from the real okay, world. Well, we're going to talk. I, we'll talk about that after we finish this casting couch stuff. Okay, here we go. We casting will talk couch. about that. Oh, we will. Okay, so Mark or Landon? Oh, that's a tough one because I think at this stage, Mark's probably going to give you like a lot to work with, but Landon's somebody that we haven't seen in a while. So that for that alone, I have to I have to take Landon. Okay. That's big. That's big. Because Mark orchestrated the whole we want OGs, all-stars uh, franchise. And so you just kind of... I, I, think, I think Mark himself, like, if you were to ask him, he'd probably, if he knew, like, what the fans have been wanting to see, he knows that the fans have been kind of itching for Landon to come back. He probably would be like, yeah. Landon, you could have my spot. He would understand. Yeah. Okay. Jarrell or Cyrus? Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. You know what? I've seen, you know, all the, you know, Cyrus has been putting in a ton of work in the off season and stuff. I think that he, he deserves his his just due, so I'm going to take him on this one. And let's face it. I mean, Darrell Darrell's been on too many. He's he's borderline <laughs> he's borderlining bananas. It's like get off the TV. Let's let's have Cyrus. He's been on so many. I mean, I love I love Darrell, but he's yeah. been on okay. every you single. Can't not like Darrell. Yeah, it's just like give it a break. And so Cyrus, Cyrus, yeah, Cyrus is our boy. Like he's, he's almost like the third host of getting real. He really is. Okay. Anissa or Tori? Oof, I can't go against the OGs. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Anissa here. Wow. That's See, right. Cause Tori, Tori's not really an OG. She's, yeah. she's been on a lot of challenges, but she's not, I wouldn't consider her an OG. Would you consider her an OG, John? I consider her part of the big blue nation. She is a Kentucky wildcat and I love yeah. Tori. Yeah. Well, wait, no, no, no. That we're think you're thinking of the wrong Tory. Oh, which one am I thinking? There's two Tories. Oh, th I think he's thinking of. Uh, uh, yeah, he's thinking. Oh, you're, thinking of. You're, you're thinking about the Tory that used to be married to Brad. Yeah, is there another one? No, there's another one. There's another Tory. Tory and Anissa are best friends, and oh, they go to the challenge. Wines all the time on every season. I got you. I'm <laughs> she thinking. Dated, she I'm was thinking. Dated Jordan for okay. a while. Yeah, th those people are. I've annoying. never met her. Those people, yeah, those so people she, are she's not an OG. No, no. Tori from the Big Blue Nation is the one I'm talking about, not these new posers. Okay, so so that Tori that John's talking about, Tori or um, oh my gosh, or or Kendall. Mm. Oh, I love Kendall. So yeah, I love gonna, Kendall too. Everybody loves Kendall. I'm gonna have to go. Doesn't Kendall. love Kendall. You're gonna go with Kendall. Okay. How can you not cheer for Kendall? Okay, Ruthie or Rachel. I'm I'm gonna have to take Rachel on this one. No, I think. no. Really? This is yeah. Ruthie Nation. Oh, really? I've interviewed them both, but I don't know. I just... This is Ruthie Nation on Getting Real. We, we are Ruthieites. I'm sorry, no, Ruthie. I, I mean, look, I think Rachel's great, too. All right. Well, Adam or Adam? Wait, wait. No. Depends which Adams we're talking about here. Adam, Adam, Adam Larson. Adam, I'm assuming Adam, he's one of them. Adam Larson or Adam from Real World Paris? Definitely have to go Larson here. He, Larson. he was okay. one of my favorite interviews, too. Nice. He's, good. he's good. Isn't he great? Such a nice guy. Adam has... Adam. I love him. Oh, uh, can I Beth has him? a thing for him. Beth has a thing for him. I don't have a thing for him. I just love him. Look, she he just was has in a my calendar. calendar. Oh, man, is that from like one of the uh, the magazines? Uh, no, from 
from the from my calendars that I oh, used. Oh, yeah, yeah, the calendar. Mm-hmm. Sexiest men of reality TV. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe <laughs> after you do a challenge, you can be in my sexiest men of reality TV. Well, maybe Listen. he'd be on your calendar if you'd be <laughs> on his podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's only All a right. trade off. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about that after we come back from the next break. Well, we're back with Getting Real with John and Beth. Our special guest is a great dude, a fantastic podcaster, a challenge like icon, really. And and it's Mike Lewis from the Mike Lewis podcast. Mike, I love the fact that you're on our podcast and you just so quickly accepted the invitation to come. You didn't see another podcast as competition. I mean, you're the legendary podcaster and thanks for being, we're, we're relatively new. So thank you so much for just coming on and sharing your insight and your expertise and your experiences with interviewing challenge folks. Also, you started interviewing wrestlers. Yeah. I think wrestling was something that was my first ever passion. Like it was something I was bred into since I was younger. It's always something I've been in and out of, but then just in the past year alone, I've gotten like much more ingratiated back into it. So it's something I could actually call like a passion now. And so that's what kind of, you know, made me want to expand my horizons a little bit, you know, and see what kind of the stories that wrestlers might have, you know, because, you know, I've always loved chatting with like the real worlders and challengers. But you know, that's why like, I never made my name of my podcast something like exclusively like a play on the word of the challenge, because I always like wanted to keep that other door open, you know, for entertainment, wrestling, whatever may come, you know, so, so you're, you're open to interviewing anybody on your podcast that's that's interesting at the time. Is there anything other than challenge and wrestling that might be on the horizon for your podcast? Well, I actually do have an interview with David Arquette kind of on the horizon a little well, bit. Well, he's a wrestler. Well, yeah, he's a wrestler, but he's also an actor too. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a great guest. Wow, that's cool. super cool. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about guests on your podcast, and 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 I've been a guest twice. We're here with Best Check, my roomie for 31 years, open invitation to come onto your podcast. I'll just tell you this. She doesn't do a lot of podcasts. She's a little particular and you know, she tends to be a target. Sometimes people are, you know, maybe setting her up for sabotage. So there's a little reluctance, I think sometimes for her to do interviews and appearances. Cause she's actually one that taught me what do they want? What are they trying to get to? Do you feel sabotaged by the media sometimes? Wow. You're putting me on the spot. Look, let me just start off by saying that Mike Lewis has always been, you know, the sweetest, you know, reaching out to me, just the nicest, kindest person. And it actually had nothing to do with him. And Mike, you'll remember why I did not do your podcast. The real reason, I mean, we're getting real right now. Like I didn't do her podcast because, you know, there was like particular person who was uh, just, you know, it's just starting some shit. Okay. She was just starting some shit. But that person's not a host. No, she's not a host. She's not a host. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. She wanted to spray her territory. Mm. Whatever reason she was feeling insecure. And I was like, you know what? Now is just not the right time to do it. I'm just not interested in engaging in that negativity. So that's the only reason why I didn't do it. And Mike, Mike knows. But I could, I could mediate, I could mediate this as your agent now. Uh, (laughs) I mean, with the 200th, the 200th Mike Lewis podcast approaching, I think you're at 193 or four now and David Arquette coming up. That's going to be a big show. Have you had Mark Long? You've had Mark Long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's great. I just feel like that, that, you know, maybe I could, I could mediate this for the both of both of you, my dearly loved friends and, (laughs) you know, 
promoting our podcast, but you know, I actually should have worn my Mike Lewis podcast t-shirt today. I, I love it and I have it and, and I blew it. Mike, I'm so sorry. I love Mike Lewis. Mike, I will definitely do your show. Yes. Uh, what? Oh, we have victory. No, 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 no. I will do your show. I will do your show. I told you I would do your show. I just wasn't going to do it at that time because yeah. of what was happening. Mm. Well, that was such you know. a previous. So I'm feeling this big build up to, to episode 200. And I know, Mike, you may have somebody else in mind for your 200th. But no, I'm, Beth's, I'm, Beth can have 200. Yeah, she, I'm she, starting the podcast. I'm starting the campaign, the hashtag, <laughs> the Twitter. I'm starting the campaign, the, the, the <laughs> online petition to get best of our check. As the 200th Mike Lewis podcast guest, I think that needs to happen. Amazing. All right. So, Mike, you're you're talking. Of course, you know this. I mean, you're you're a youngin compared to Beth and I. We're dinosaurs. But we started we started real world, the reality genre. The first one was a guinea pig. The one they did in your city there in New York. You know, it was like, what are we doing? Let's do this experiment. It was hugely hugely innovative and groundbreaking and a risk and it was successful. And then we feel like they just went crazy and took a bigger risk with diversity when they cast our show. And, you know, they really started showing reality television shows because people were watching music videos for, you know, a few minutes at a time or a video or two, and they weren't staying on the channel long enough for, you know, the advertisers to, you know, get what they thought was their money's worth. So they're like, you have to start making episodes of something. So people will watch 30 or 60 minutes at a time. So they started making shows like remote control, the real world road rules, eventually the challenge. And so, but they kind of got away from music videos back in the nineties. And uh, we want to know which music videos were your favorite, where who were your favorite nineties artists or MTV, or even today, who, who is the Mike Lewis music? Oh, wow. <clears throat> so I definitely think that I was, I was very band centric when it comes to like nineties, I was backstreet boys is probably like, right. Yeah, that's probably like my number one. Nice. Yeah, I, I think like they, Have you ever seen them live? Unfortunately not. <laughs> oh, bummer. Well, you could yeah. still catch them now. I think they're touring. Backstreet's back. All right. You know, two of the Backstreet Boys are from Kentucky. Go Cats. Oh, would you look at that? John, I'm surprised they never gave you an offer. to. They never did. But uh, <laughs> actually, I actually prefer. Okay, let's play a quick little segment here. Backstreet or NSYNC? That's a tough one. I think... I think I got to stick to my roots here slightly with Backstreet Boys, but actually I think a common misconception, John, is a lot of people when they hear both songs, if you don't tell them which one is singing them, I think they mix the two up a lot. Because mm. that was a problem with me as well. Confusing. It is kind of hard to tell them apart. Like I would never know, like, is this Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? I'd no, always... I just had to memorize it. Beth, Beth, which do you prefer, Backstreet or NSYNC? Oh, man, I would say NSYNC. I mean, I love Justin Timberlake. You love mm -hmm, Justin yeah. Timberlake. But overall, <laughs> I would go Backstreet because I think the songs were better. You know, really? they, they didn't maybe sell quite as much as NSYNC, but and there was a little bit more hype for NSYNC, I think, maybe even a little bit more longevity. Maybe that's accurate. I don't know. But I just felt like their song, the caliber of songs was better with Backstreet. Okay, so NSYNC or New Kids on the Block? Mm. In sync, no question. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, he's he's so he's so young. He doesn't remember New Kids. Oh, do you know you don't know new kids? I, I've listened to a few of their songs. But. Or what about ninety eight degrees or new kids? Maybe that's no. a better. No? Ninety eight was a cheap imitation. Yeah, no, I definitely knew. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you can't throw ninety eight degrees in this conversation. It's just not even. 
I think 98 degrees is getting back together right now. Really? They're all get all the oldies, all the OGs are getting back together. I mean, you look at music, you look at TV shows, reality shows, all the OGs are getting back together. They have to tour to support their lifestyle. The money's gone. Yeah. yeah. So who else, Mike, who's your favorite, who's your favorite musical artist? Like even current day. Presently, I think Post Malone's probably my number one. And I actually got to see him accept an award in June at the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. I got to, you know, witness him perform a song live. So that was really Where was that held? Where was that ceremony? I think this was at the the Marriott Marquis in New York City. In Times Square. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, my favorite hotel. I just can't afford to stay there. And it's so neat <laughs> to go last week to the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. And of course, it, you know, it's a little bit more country music, you know, centered. But wow, that how did you get how'd you get to go to that event? That's that's a good ticket there. I was actually working it. Really? Mm-hmm. Like for your podcast, your podcast media credential? Uh yeah. Wow. What were Awesome. Where dude. else can that get you in? Hold up. I need one of these. I need a <laughs> I need like Lewis podcast media laminate. I mean, yeah. No, it was uh, I've got Did it you for, ask him for an interview? No, unfortunately I wasn't able to get it. It was more so just like a kind of like you were getting like an admission because the way it worked was it was more so they needed to fill seats with like certain credentialed people. So that was more so what it what it was. There wasn't really like a like an interview thing set up, unfortunately. I would have loved to ask him a couple of questions, but yeah, it was more so just like an observing, like viewing thing. Okay, that. Post Malone, wherever you are. Post Malone, listen up. You need to do an interview with Mike Lewis. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out into the universe. Hey, Let's get Mike you. Lewis the interview with Post Malone. He could even oh, take my spot for the 200th episode. I was going to say it's ironic <laughs> that, that, that Beth is now recruiting guests for the, the Mike Lewis podcast. Beth, I know, it's crazy. Listen, you're also a podcast host now. And so let's try to get our get. You know, if Post Malone's going to be on a podcast, you know, he can do Mike's second. We'll have Post. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, you know who I'm trying to get right now, Mike? Who? I'm trying to get Axel Rose. Mm, because okay. yeah because i used to work for him when i first moved to la and he's going to be performing at the hollywood bowl next week and i'm going and oh uh, goodness and i'm going to go and try and talk to him and ask him to do my podcast so, so mike <laughs> axel rose was axel rose was the front man of a band called guns and roses yeah, yeah. of course and they, <laughs> i mean a lot of like they're iconic back in back in the day where you know beth and i were in school mm. Yeah, no, I did listen to one of your previous podcasts and I know, oh. that, I know that Beth mentioned she was a very big concert person. So yeah, very big concert person. And she has this, I don't know if I'd call it a fetish or stalkership. What, what is it? It's a, it's more of a fascination with Julian Lennon. It's, it's very, very odd. I have a fascinating, I love Julian Lennon. <laughs> He's my favorite. He's my favorite. I love Julian Lennon. All I right. So him. Mike, you're a huge, huge, just bucket of information on the challenge what would you say if you had to pick three highlights of the challenge that have ever aired and that includes all-stars it includes any variation of the challenge what would be probably the three biggest highlights that you can recall as a viewer and as a connoisseur and a podcaster yeah no i think if if you're just trying to point let's just say like either a casual fan or maybe somebody who hasn't seen the show before in like a specific direction of like these are like your pillar moments in the history of the show. I mean, the CT Johnny Bananas backpack is certainly probably the top, if not the top of on that list. 
I think even, you know, the Julie Veronica thing with the with the harness, like for better or for worse, has to be one of those moments that you kind of, you know, revert back to. Um, if I'm talking like specific challenges, I think the one where they had the, the melt the ice with their with their butts. Was that I on All Stars? That was Beth, were you that, there? That? that did happen on All Stars, yeah, but I think it, it was on also All Stars too. It, you, it's oh. because it happened on an earlier season of the challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was on and they, re- they recreated that event. Yeah. Yep. You like that, Mike? That was that was good for you or just memorable? It's it's memorable, but I like it because it brought it back to what made the show special in that, like, you didn't have to be like this Olympic athlete to perform these challenges. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it was brought up on, you know, people at home were watching, you know, people they could relate to and think to themselves, oh, well, I mean, if they're doing it, I can do this. I mean, that's right. not that hard. So really one of the best <laughs> moments ever on the challenge was. Beth, the challenge all stars won the first one. You were there. It was the first episode. It was so lighthearted. I remember tech. I remember you big easy was there and you guys had to do swimming and you guys were, I mean, it was a very, it was very cold water from what I'm told. And it was, it was actually a very difficult challenge, but the music that they were playing and just the lighthearted edit that they did made set the tone. I think it was the first episode of the first all-stars. And I'm just telling you, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It hasn't been duplicated since it made it so funny. It was the cross between the music and the edit and everything. Do you remember that, that particular challenge? I do because that's, that's actually what had me worried because I think that was episode one of all-stars one. I saw kind of what was going on. I was like, Oh my God, we might not, we might not make it a full season here. Yeah. Beth, you were there. Yeah, well, I think they got to bring back more of the old school stuff. I'm hoping maybe they do that for like the next, we're on challenge 39 right now. That'd be something really great to bring back to like challenge 40. Like old school back stuff. More like- old school group activities uh-huh. or even just having teams yeah. instead of individuals and like teams that you're stuck with, that you're tethered with until the end. That would be, that would bring a lot of drama. People having to get stuck with each other. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's why that's why the challenge really fits on MTV and the real world and road rules, all of these things. They had such the music edit was was so creative and they incorporated so much of whatever the modern music was of that day that it still fit on music television and now Paramount Plus. But it's like, OK, why is this show on music television? Well, they incorporate so much music into the edit that it makes it relevant that way. I think it was genius. Honestly, there's so many great things about the way the, the edit was done. OK, yeah, so no. I've, got, I've got a good question for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. So if you could pick any matchups in an elimination that you think people would want to see. Who would you choose? Mm. Well, one that comes off the top of my head here is probably CT versus Landon. I think that's probably something a lot of people would co-sign on on seeing. Because uh, Landon's likable or because you think physically he could he could give CT a, a battle? I think, you know, in, in his prime, I think Landon could give probably anybody on, on the show's history. But is he in, is he money. in his prime? CT is still kind of in his prime. Is, is Landon? Yeah, CT's had, CT is in a bit of a second wind now here. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's really kind of brought it back to his his prime a little bit. I mean, CT is like the LeBron James of this, right? He's just like ridiculous. If we're using WWE terms, he's like the Undertaker of the challenge, or or, or Hulksters. The best. Or, uh, well, yeah. Hulk Hogan's yeah. the best wrestler. <laughs> you need to write that down, youngin. Hulk Hogan is the <laughs> best wrestler of all time, period. He made the sport without Hulk Hogan. There would be no WWE anything. 
all right. Yeah, I mean, you, I can't argue with that. So oh, that was easy. All right. Mike Lewis podcast has been our guest today on getting real with John and Beth. I'm, I just, I love having you on our podcast. Cause I think this is like a weird twist because you are the challenge interviewer. Like you are the face of challenge podcast, you and challenge mania and, and, and hopefully, you know, getting real is we have a lot of reality stars too, and we're learning and having a blast, but thanks for coming on. And thank you for just sharing your insight uh, and just like, you know, being a broke cool dude to hang out with. Beth, you got to hang out with Mike and I next time we go to New York. I would love to. I would love to. Okay. And where can we find you, Mike Lewis? Well, you could find my podcast. It's Mike Lewis podcast, three words, but then my, as for my social medias, it's Mike Lewis podcast on Instagram, all in one word. And then Twitter, or I think it's X now, <laughs> Mike Lewis pod. So yeah. And we're talking Mike Lewis, M-I-K-E Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. And so very great podcast to listen to. And it's it's actually a fun one to be on. I've been on twice. And 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 we're looking so forward to now Best Alarchek's debut on the <laughs> Mike Lewis podcast. It's just a matter of details as to when this is going to happen. But I'm going to start a hashtag and I'm going to start an online petition. And so join in with me on that. If you want to see Best Alarchek on the Mike Lewis podcast, she hasn't done very many podcasts at all. So this would be Blockbuster. And Mike, thanks for being on Getting Real. You're awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was a ton of fun. I was looking forward to this and it certainly lived up to what I thought it would be. So thank you guys. <laughs> thank you so much, Mike. And until next time, keep it real. You've been listening to Getting Real with John and Beth on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Ferrioli. Edited by Michael DeVestia. Produced by Lindley Ehrlich. Hosted by Bess Delarchek and John Brennan. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow Beth at Best Real World and follow John at JohnBrennan.com. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram at Getting Real with John and Beth. Until next time, keep it real. Beth! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.